Hey there, and welcome to the SLP Now podcast. I'm your host, Marisha, and November is Curriculum-Based Therapy Month for us here at SLP Now. Um, So we're going to spend the entire month sharing tips and tricks to help you implement curriculum-based therapy Um, And we'll be doing that here on the podcast, on our social media accounts, like on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And we'll also be sending out some email content. So if you want to, if you're excited about learning more about curriculum-based therapy and you want to follow along, head to slpnow.com slash cbt. So that's CBT for curriculum-based therapy. Um, And that's where you'll find links to all of the content that we're creating this month, Um, and yeah, I'd love to have you follow along and you'll also find a link to the speech therapy PD course. So if you, you have the option to listen to all three podcast episodes this month and log into speech therapy PD to apply for ASHA CEUs. Um, and you can find more information about that, like the link to their site in the show notes, if you're interested in earning official CEUs. And so without further ado, let's dive into this week's content. Let's talk about a little bit of a framework to make this possible and implement this with our students, because this can be very overwhelming um, to tackle, um, especially given some unique changes um, in service delivery this year. So we'll kind of chat through that and go through some different ideas. Um, And so we've got three components that we'll go through. Um, The first one is teacher communication, because we need to access the curriculum in some way. Um, And then we'll talk about how to kind of organize our materials and plan for therapy. Um, And then one very, very common concern is I'm not a tutor. Um, How am I like going to be therapeutic using the curriculum? And we'll talk about some strategies um, and some like little frameworks that we can use to set ourselves up for success in those areas. Um, So first up is teacher communication. Um, And I've actually gotten a hand in the face uh, from an educator. Um, And so I just want to share that it's not always like it is going to be a challenge. Um, Some teachers are easier to communicate with and collaborate with than others. Um, We're all very busy. We're all very stressed. We all have huge workloads. And um, if something is unknown, it can be scary. And it's sometimes we just don't want to give it the time of day. Um, And that's not a reason to give up, though, because like I said before, we are in this for our students. And we want to do what's best for them. So even if a teacher puts her hand in our face or whatever hurdles we come across, we are problem solvers and we can figure this out. It's not a reason to give up. Our students deserve our best. Um, And it's also a good opportunity for us to grow and um, just like develop, further develop as professionals. Um, So yes, it can be challenging. I've experienced it myself um, and I've heard a lot of other SLPs share experiences, um, but we've got this. 
like even if they say no, even if they're rude, we can we have lots of tools that we can use um, to figure out what we like to work around it and um, to really show up for our students. Um, so some things that we can do and I'm throwing out a bunch of different ideas here. You'll you get to decide what feels most comfortable for you, what seems doable and um, just start in a place that feels just maybe like a little bit scary um, and just step a little bit out of your comfort zone and then just build on that over time. Um, I just started out, I guess I just, I don't know. I just started out big and the first thing that I did was, and I, I guess I had a couple experiences, like I told you about the visuals and things like that. So I dabbled one-on-one -on -one with some teachers, but I was like, after diving into this research and realizing how big of an impact it could have on my students, I was all, I just wanted to go all in and I wanted to make this happen as quickly as possible for as many students on my caseload as possible. Um, so I decided to present at a staff meeting um, because it was the fastest way for me to access all of the teachers, share a consistent message, um, and just address everyone at once, let them know where I stood, what I had to offer, um, and then go from there. Um, but I, I definitely was scared. Um, I was not comfortable with public speaking, um, especially as a CF, I was not, I did not feel like an expert, um, but I got to fake it till I made it. Um, and I just, I prepared to the best of my ability. And even though my hands were shaking, I showed up, I did it. I shared my message with the teachers and, um, some of them responded and some of them didn't, but it set that foundation for me to work off of. So that's something, and what I did, like some things that I, um, you can present are like, if you just wanna start off sharing what a speech therapist does, that's an option. Um, and when I went, I, cause I had already done like a little bit of like, I introduced myself, I'd shared like what I can help with. Um, and so at this meeting, I just shared a couple, like the examples um, of things that I was able to do. And I said that like, I really wanted to provide better services, like the best possible services for students and that I needed the teacher support um, and that I would really like to use materials from the classroom and just requesting that they share. And I did go up to each teacher afterwards um, to come up with a plan, but I just asked them to start thinking about areas that I could support. Um, and so after that meeting, I followed up with the teachers and I printed um, my IEP system, um, like both districts that I worked in, they gave me the option to print an IEP at a glance. Um, and this be started, like this became my routine, like at the beginning of every school year, I would print off all of the IEP at a glance sheets for all of my students. I would put them in a red folder um, and then I just marked it confidential. Um, and I had the, I created like a little sign up, sign out form. Um, and so I went to the teacher with the IEP at a glance so they could know 
which students in their class were one receiving services and what the students were working on. And then I would just quickly go through that. Um, and I would just have the teachers sign it to um, let me like, and I would just tell them that this is confidential paperwork. It's really important that they keep good track of it. And I told them that I would come collect it again at the beginning of the school year. And so I did this because, well, one, it is confidential and it, they did need to keep it secure, um, keep that information secure. But then also I just wanted teachers to take ownership of that. Um, and then because it happened a couple times where the teachers said they had no idea what we were working on or that they had no idea my students were even being seen for speech therapy services. And so by doing this at the beginning of the year or whenever, like we're half, almost halfway through the school year now. So the first time I did this, it was probably around this time that I did, I started sharing that IEP at a glance. Um, but just having them sign and put it in, putting it in that like standout type of folder made a really big difference. And it just like flagged something in their brains of like, this is important. She's telling me about this. I need to make sure I keep track of this. Um, and some teacher, like it didn't work for every single teacher, but um, it definitely made a notable difference going through that process. So I shared the students' goals. I would just give them a quick update of where the students were. Um, and then this would be like, this could be an opportunity for the teachers to let me know like what the students were struggling with in the classroom. And then we could use that to determine what we wanted to focus on. So with one teacher, I brought, I had several students in her class. I brought the IEPs at a glance, IEP at a glance sheets, um, and we went over them and her, like the grades professional goal was to work on math word problems. Um, and that was something like they had set a professional learning goal or whatever the goal, whatever their goal is called. They had set a goal as a group and they wanted their students to work on that. And so I was like, awesome, let me support that because that's something that they were very motivated to work on. And the students that I was seeing were the ones that were most likely to bring down like their averages or whatever. So when I offered to help, they were like, all of the teachers were like, oh, okay, we're gonna share these with you. Um, and we're gonna come up with a strategy to work on this together. So that's one tip that I have to share is like figure out if they have any personal or like, well, professional goals, whether they're officially stated like to the principal or whatnot, or if there's just something that they want to work on um, really tapping into what's important to them can make it a lot easier to set up that collaboration because they have some skin in the game. Um, if I'm just requesting materials and they don't have a good like understanding of why or it, they don't feel like it'll benefit them, it's much more likely to get like they just will not share it then. Um, and so I think I mean, they obviously care about the students. They want their students to be set up for success. And that's oftentimes enough, but if the, it's something that they're actively working for, and like these teachers had to submit evidence showing that they collaborated and like did things to work towards this goal. So I was helping them with that. Um, and so I 
like every week on the dot, they shared their word problems. Um, and we did some back and forth. Like we got to work on vocabulary. We got to work on like that. The word problems had WH questions in them. We got to work on that. Um, and I didn't do, and they had to, it was very, very language heavy. They had to explain their thinking. And so it was, it happened to be the perfect activity to work on the student's goals. And sometimes it just, it won't be a fit. Like if the student is working on idioms, that's their main goal. And they want us to do a math problem that might not be a great fit. But a lot of times, like these activities are very language rich and we can, whether we're working on grammar, vocabulary, whatever it may be, we can make it fit the student's goal. Um, especially if it's something they're struggling with, there is a way to make that link. Um, so that's what I did. Um, and then I, um, so sharing that IEP at a glance, um, asking the teachers for input, you can start that with just one teacher. Um, and if we're like with teletherapy, we might not be presenting at, or like with just the current state of things, we might not be presenting at an in-person staff meeting, but maybe they have Zoom meetings that we can borrow a couple minutes from and talk to all the teachers there. Or we can record a quick video and send it out, um, or just send out a quick email, um, or we can just ask to schedule a chat with one teacher and start that way. Like whatever seems like a good first step, use your clinical judgment, decide what you think feels doable and maybe just a little out of your comfort zone and then go from there. Um, and then one thing that's super important is just to maintain logs of all of the communication. Um, so you can like one, remember what the teachers want like what you decided to work on together. Like I just had a little, um, I just made a little sheet. Like I think I just made a copy of the sign out log um, or maybe even on the sign out log, I made a comment, um, but I would just make notes of what we talked about and what I wanted to make sure I did. Um, and then um, that's what I did then. And now I use, like I use my own SLP now uh, web application and I document, I just like pull out my phone and document in there um, so I can just keep track of everything. So that's what we've got in terms of like opportunities and what we can do. Um, and um, like there with one of the schools that I was at, it was a very challenging. Um, yeah, it was just a really challenging situation. Um, and the prince, like I really had to convince the principal that it was worth, that I wouldn't be wasting her time or the teacher's time. And so I felt especially scared going into that meeting. Um, and I just brought some treats because at least then the teachers would be happy. Um, they, even if I like worst case scenario, if I couldn't talk, at least they had a good treat. Um, and um, yeah. I think they always appreciate that. So those are kinds of strategies that I would use to start navigating that. Um, and so here's a breakdown um, of what we could potentially do. So if you were starting, if you decided you wanted to start working on this next week, what I would suggest is first, um, like schedule, try, well, talk to the principal, see if you can schedule some time at a staff meeting um, and then go speak there. 
And then um, I would just look at my, so if that's the route you wanna go, just go all in, speak at the staff meeting and then schedule a time to follow up with the teachers. Um, and this is more like the plan that I laid out in the slides is more of a beginning of the year kind of setup where I'd speak at the staff meeting, I'd set up my schedule um, and I'd group students um, by teacher. And I know it's not possible or it is possible, but probably not realistic or feasible or smart to totally change your schedule now. Um, but I found that when using this approach, it really benefited me to create a schedule um, and group students at least by grade, by teacher if possible. Um, and then I would just go through and make sure that I had baseline data for all of my students and um, so that I had a little bit of information to share. So then when I do share the goal sheets with the teachers, um, I can come up with a good I can give a good update and be informed on how the student is doing um, and kind of have my perspective on where the deficit is or like where they need support. And then I would work with the teacher to figure out which area we want to focus on. Um, and that was particularly helpful because then they like they wouldn't have that decision fatigue. And I got because when I asked for materials from the classroom, <laughs> Some would send nothing, some would send something super random that I had no idea what to do with. So by talking to the teacher, like with my second grade teacher, we did the math word problems. And so she knew like every week she would just, when she was, she just got into the routine, she would make the copies for the class and she would give me, she would put a copy in my box and that's what she did. Another teacher, like we decided to work on some, we just decided to set support the vocabulary um, and I would like pre-teach them the vocabulary. It worked really well with my students' goals. Um, and she just shared like the vocabulary sheet that she copied for the students. Um, and she would just share that ahead of time with me. And that was also a copy machine thing. The mailboxes were right there and just share that. Um, with teletherapy, it's probably even easier if they can just um, share access to however they're sharing um, materials with the students just loop you in on whatever you decide to share um, but it was nice because if for some reason like the teacher forgot to share the vocabulary list it could be like hey hey Sandy like do you have um, this month's vocabulary list I'd love to use it with our students or whatever um, and so by having a very specific request um, like if I sent if I were to send them an email like please send me some materials from the classroom be like what in the world do i send so if we have that specific request they're more, much more likely to follow through and it just makes it a lot easier for them to follow up with that um so that's um, a recommendation that we have and then um, as the teachers start sharing the materials um, i upload them to like the tool that i use to manage my caseload so that i have easy access to them um, I just keep everything organized there. Um, and then that just makes it really easy. I have easy access to everything. Um, when I'm planning my therapy, I can just easily link that to my sessions and I'm good to go. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
Um, and be sure to head to slpnow.com slash CBT to access the show notes and other relevant links. And we'll see you next time. Have a great week.